Hello and welcome to episode 24 of the NRL Fantasy Amateurs. It's Mark here with Ryan on a special origin, well, lead-up origin short week for footy. Um, Ryan, first off with you, how are you going, mate? I uh, haven't really spoken to you much today. Yeah, no, going well, mate. I'm, I'm still riding the high. I activated um, Origin Gagai a little bit early into my team and, uh, yeah, he, he delivered for me. Oh, mate, we were recommending him on the pod last week and he pulled off absolutely massive for his owners. So yes. definitely uh, that's been a great one. But we've actually got a, a special guest here today. So our second ever guest, uh, Stuart Lord. Lord uh, Lordy, mate, how are you going? Going well. Yeah, had, had a good weekend. I'm probably the only guy who benefited from Schuster being out. Oh, yeah, no, I actually sold Schuster two weeks ago, so I definitely benefited from it as well. Um, I saw a bunch of people get Corey Harawira and Naira AEs in. Um, the only problem with me is I sold him to Tomalolo, so it didn't benefit me that much. <laughs> Rough. Yeah, yeah, a story of my year. Anyway, yeah, so what we're going to do today, a little bit of, a, of an extra, obviously we've only got the four games to go through, so we're going to race our way through them and the, the, the limited Q&A on the... Uh, shortened week and then we're going to dive into a special segment where we've got a Queensland versus New South Wales rivalry trivia match between Ryan and Stuart so Ryan's going to be representing the mighty Maroons and Stuart's going to be representing the dud New South Wales team (laughs) the cockroaches yeah so it's all centered around it's all trivia based on Queensland origin heroes and games where Queensland beat New South Wales no it's not really (laughs) <laughs> I won't do that. I won't do that to you, mate. Um, we might just get stuck into this first game. So, Dragons versus Broncos. Uh, fantasy relevant item number one, I guess, for this game would be the move for Jack Bird into the uh, the second row spot. Although, obviously, we think that's only going to be for the one week while Tarek Sims is in the Origin camp. Plus, I guess maybe if he gets rested two weeks. So, um, I mean. I guess I'll start with you, Stuart, as the as the newbie on the block. I'll give you an easy one here. For anyone that doesn't own Jack Bird, we buying him on the basis of the two second row starts or look, they wanted him there from the beginning of the year, but mate, he makes junk tackle bus wherever he plays. So mm-hmm. he'll be he'll be scoring well. Uh, and he'll get his hands on the ball more. I I can't see anything. No, well, I mean, that's the case. Is obviously, for, it's probably more of a case of the people that own him are getting an absolute fill-up for the next couple of weeks more than buying it on a, a basis. I mean, what's his price at now? Is he, Ryan, is at, at 508K, is that something that you would want to still be looking at? Yeah, I mean, if I was in the market for a centre, it's uh, certainly a very enticing one. He seems, even uh, with his score, recent scores at centre, he seems like a, um, a keeper centre and a sea of uh, a lot of bad scores um, from other centers around him so yeah i mean if you've owned him um, you're doing you're doing what well very well you're laughing and uh, if you're in the market for a center uh, yeah, there's not too many better going no i mean there's actually a fair bit of fantasy relevant stuff in this dragons team um ryan you're a you were a, a big fan of ben hunt last week mm. and uh he's right at his ship and he's now sitting there with a break even at 29 no no origin selection so Mate, he looks absolutely right for the buy this week. No, oh, you're not wrong. Everyone uh, gives a stick for the CD pick, but like I gave you Heinz two weeks ago. I've given you Gagai and Hunt last week. What more do you guys want? He's um, yeah. he's well and truly back, and he's avoided the origin side like you were uh, predicting. I know a lot of people had them in the origin side, which is 
yeah, surprising that I, I suppose that he's missed it. But mm-hmm. um, I guess for you, you think that's just par for the course. But no, he looks like a, a great keeper, um, keeper half option uh, with the dual position. Um, yeah, definitely one to target this week if you're looking at uh, bringing in a keeper. Yeah, mate. Well, what can I say? You really, you complimented me a couple of times there and I always love hearing nice things about myself. So, you know, thank you very much. It's, you know, what can I say? I just, I know a lot about stuff except for that scene. Yeah, well, mate, we've we've got a we've got a Facebook group of seven hundred people that are ready to jump on you anytime you get one wrong. So yeah, give you a pat on the back occasionally. No, they got to keep me on my they got to keep me on my toes. I wouldn't expect anything less. Um, uh, Lordy, uh, I pulled the trigger on Ben Hunt this week, mate. So uh, last week or this week? No, this week I did want to wait to see Origin because of when Brimson went down with that ankle. Yeah, yeah. I, I was feeling justified, but no, he's still out. So, uh, Starling's. Yeah, mate, I'm looking at moving the exact same trade myself. Um, are you a McCulloch owner, Stuart? No, not at all. No? I um, I avoided him, but look, he's doing all right. He's playing well, and there's in hookers this year, everyone is on the downward trend, even uh, old mate Braley from the Knights now. So, look, Mac is making lots of tackles, and the Dragons will be doing that if they're not standing. All right, mate, can I ask you a – I'm going to warm you up for trivia here, test your knowledge out. Uh, how many times this year has Andrew McCulloch scored under 50 points? Mate, I want to say once. It is once, one time in 12 games, and it was the injury-affected 31. So, mate, he's definitely getting the putting the runs on the board uh, while actually making no runs at all. <laughs> I think the average is about 30 metres gained per game. But, yeah, um, yeah no, he's. Uh, I'm actually looking at him this week as well. So um, hey, You could replace him with a tackle. <laughs> he could. <laughs> Maybe he'll feature in our trivia questions later. Who knows? Ooh. Um, all right. Outside of that, uh, Jackson Ford hmm. is a big one. Did either of you take the leap on Ford? Stuart, you first? You, did you get in there? Or? I, I didn't take a... Um take a leap on him but he's certainly very interesting at that price point uh mm. i ended up going with flegler which yep. i must say does well i think we'll get to that on the other side i guess but look he i think jackson ford may prove to be a better choice yeah i mean at the moment it's looking that way obviously the the news is in the number 17 with jack DeBella named in the side he's going to be playing probably jackson ford's you know they'll split the 80 minutes between them i would suggest um DeBellin's stumped the fantasy community by coming into the game at lunchtime today at about 750K, which is about 250K more than I thought and about 350K more than I was willing to pay. Uh, so obviously <laughs> he does everybody the favour of coming onto the bench, super expensive and, and having nobody make the mistake of jumping on in the first week. So um, for now he's kind of one to put in the black book. Um, I'm hoping as somebody who also didn't get Jackson Ford that he decides he's going to ruin Ford as well and they play about 40 minutes each would be really good for me. On the other side of the ball, um, we have the 17th guy in the last five years that's been called a GI clone in Selwyn Cobbo coming in as a cash out potential option if you need one of those. Um, So, uh, Ryan, just clarify for the potentially new listeners what the difference is between a cash cow and a cash out. So a cash, a cash out uh, is basically just a green dot in a bye week, someone that's not going to be in the side um, next week. They're usually bottom 
bottom price so you can uh, bank as much cash as you can and you'll get a, a green dot. Um, usually one of the better ones uh, in years past was whoever was filling in for Hooker at uh, for Damian Cook. Um, yeah, so, yeah, basically just a someone you can bake some cash, get a green dot out of it, and they'll probably never play again for the rest of the season. Yeah, the thing is they're never going to ruin your loophole. That's the, mm. the the key there. So you buy the guy, you pay the 228, he sits in your team, and he's your looping guy for the rest of the year. So a lot of us have Sini sitting in our teams. Um, it's a case there where you're only really making 30K and getting a red dot, so you probably wouldn't pull that trigger on something like that uh, unless you – you know, the difference is, you know, you you were looking at two guys and you needed that extra 30K to get a much better player. You could look at pulling the trigger, but, you know, ultimately there is probably, that's the difference. And he's probably not, if I was going to do a cash out, he wouldn't be my choice. Obviously, Coates is going to come straight back into this team. So I think maybe he's just going to have a little taste of first grade and that'll be it. Um, but yeah, I guess while we're on the, you mentioned Flegler earlier, Stuart. Um, talk to me about Flegler and where you're Mate. sort of sitting in at the moment. I test he's not passing. Look, uh, fantasy-wise, it's like a C, C+. Plus, but I test he is just looking tired. His legs look weird. Like, as dumb as it sounds, he's, he's not making tackles. He's flinging out arms. He's just... Mm. I, I, I tend to say, though, that's not a... Um, something <laughs> not uncommon. an unusual thing. <laughs> well, it's not, it's not something that's uncommon for a, a middle forwards currently in the NRL. Like there's, uh, in the past couple of weeks, especially with this head-high crackdown, like I've never seen so many arm tackles. Like There's just a lot of them just almost... Uh, they're, they're afraid to sort of get their body in front in case an arm slips up, and they're just so tired, they're just trying to grasp at blokes. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, yeah, I guess my take on Fleckler is uh, he's... Th- this isn't something that... Uh, is unexpected. Like we knew, his his um, his PPM is a, is a bit of a yo-yo. So, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me to see him bounce back at some stage. But at the moment, I, I probably would just be holding. Um, and yeah. yeah, if if you're looking to buy, I'd, I'd probably wait for a, for him to actually put up a score first. Yeah, ride the slow burn up if you have him, and pray. I think, and mm. don't buy or sell. Uh, outside of that, obviously, Tyson Gamble comes back into the team. Uh, otherwise, it's a pretty familiar-looking side. Payne Haas is out with Asiata coming into that lock spot. Payne Guy stays on the edge. Alex Glenn's back. Um, mate, I guess the big news here fantasy-wise outside of what we've spoken about is Jordan Ricky just absolutely you know, coming back from suspension and missing the 18. Um, I guess the thing is here with this, they've got three guys on the bench there that can all play uh, prop. Palacio has actually been playing prop in reserve grade. Uh, but can play on an edge. Same thing with Bullymore. He can play on the edge. So Ricky might be a victim of his own non-versatility, I guess. Mm. Yeah, definite, definite sell, I'd say. Yeah, so if you have him, obviously, it's a really good opportunity. Maybe you might even be looking at at just cashing him out and, and if you don't have uh, Sini, that is, because you don't want two red dots at this point in the season. But certainly, or either that or going across to uh, one of these other options, maybe a, a Smokey, even if you want to, Pray for a late in kind of early this week or whatever, and then, um, you know, look at a cup, an option next week. Who knows? There's, there's, there's not a huge amount of stuff around in that price bracket. Um, obviously, you've got Pengai there as, a, as an option and as a keeper if you got him. I think he's still someone that can be grabbed even now. Hmm. Yeah, he, he's on my top five if you're looking to gain points this week. Um, I have him listed as one of the top five people to, yeah. Yeah. Might even be worth being a uh, 
being a captaincy option this week with all the the usual sus- suspects out, uh, especially maybe hopefully he lines up against Jack Bird uh, from Mate. a tackle busting perspective. He'll be running up against Beal. Well, yeah, there's that. <laughs> there's, Mate, yeah, he's going to. Beal got fifty points. Fantasy points last week. <laughs> he's back. That's Lord Beal to you, mate. <laughs> uh, second game here, uh, West Tigers versus uh, the Panthers B-grade side. So Tigers are 1-17 by the looks. Uh, off, except Offer out. Oh, offers out. Safe art starts and Uto Ikamanu back into the team. Obviously, most people would have sold him by now. And um, I'm not necessarily certain that if I didn't have him, I wouldn't be selling him anyway if there was a better option out there. He's likely to only get you sort of 30 points off the bench, which, you know, you could get the same thing out of a cash out and, and uh, make an upgrade somewhere else. Um, either you're not holding on to Stefano, are you, anymore, Ryan? What about you, Stuart? I traded him a couple. Yeah, cool. I mean, outside of this, Luciano's chasing, uh, challenging his uh, judiciary. Uh, if he's successful, he's an interesting one to look at as a potential buy, though, as well. Yeah, what about maybe even Bloor as a cash out, too? Because you'd assume he would start. Um, you'd think. But, yeah, no, Luciano's looking like a keeper as well in, in, in that edge role. Yeah, so I guess obviously we'll need to see what happens with the judiciary tonight. Uh, Bloor is definitely an option as a cash out. The problem is he's hanging around on the bench though. Mm, uh, yeah, so, true. you know, he might ruin your loophole if you – but I do know the Tigers players are good for looping. So, I mean, outside of that, Lord Brooks is kicking on 45 floor with no attacking stats is nice. Obviously not going to be buying him or selling him. Just going to hang on wait and see what happens there. He, he um, makes the perfect uh, trade-out coming up for SJ. Oh, mate, yeah. Hunt, like any of the top-line top, top line guys who come good and yeah. making and – Yeah, absolutely. Well, Sean Johnson, you're making a 50, 60 grand profit trading to Sean Johnson. Mm. So, yeah, that's a that's a, pen, a penciled-in move. Obviously, Dane Laurie uh, did his own as a solid as well, so he's uh, – Right of the ship on his break even now at 26. Hopefully make a little bit of cash before you move him. I'd say maybe in round 15, assuming that one of Teddy and Turbo or both is going to be out, plus potentially Reese Walsh as well. Uh, Panther side of the ball, pretty much got uh, Crichton for those that have him, just holding and seeing what happens. Same thing with Momorowski. Uh, Dylan Edwards is back. Matt Burton at the six. Obviously, he's going to put up, you would have to think a gigantic score this week, mostly in kick meters. Yeah, you'd think so. Probably thirty-five points in kick meters. Uh, but outside of that, I mean, I'm, I'm still like, I mean, for, for this week for overall players, he's probably one that you you want to have bought a while ago. But for a head-to-head option, he's going to go back probably to the centers next week, or if not the week after, depending on what they do with the rests. Um, I don't know if I'd be specifically targeting him if I didn't have him given the price. Where are you what what do you think, Stuart? Are you an overall player? Uh mate, I've turned into one by accident. Okay. But the, <laughs> I I've fully head to head, but I've done pretty well. So the I yeah, I think that Burton has probably got a ceiling on him. Definitely I like what you wrote the other day. Mm. I still reckon though Steve Crichton, he's probably if you need a dual position coverage He's possibly the best out there, and he's going to get kicking goals whenever Cleary takes a step out. Yeah, no, that's a good point, actually. I know Momorowski's got a boot on him, but Crichton did the kicking last week, so you have to assume he's going to keep yeah. doing that. Oh, yeah, kicking goals, yeah. Uh, Burton will kick all the metres. Yeah. Crichton. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, outside of that, this Panthers team's pretty uneventful, obviously, with all the outs for Origin. So uh, I guess moving on to the Storm versus Titans game. Uh, obviously, I shouldn't have to say this. You don't want to be buying a bottom price bench forward for one week as a... Uh, as an option, if if you're going to get a cash out, get someone that's going to play 80 minutes, like somebody who features in this next game. Okay, Storm versus Titans. Obviously, Nico Hines doing great things for his managers. Uh, you probably can't buy him now if you don't have him. You probably should have bought him. I should have bought him probably, but I didn't. So uh, obviously, you're just smiling and watching the price go up. Uh, outside of that, um, Dean Iremia comes onto the wing for Josh Adokar. Probably not super-duper excited by him for a cash-out. I prefer the guy on the other side of the ball, which I'll come to. Um, Jerome Hughes, though, seems to be going from strength to strength, and we sort of trash-talked him a little bit last week, and, and Bill Ant got a bit upset. So, there's, uh, I mean, Lordy, what are you, where are you at on uh, Hughes, mate? What do you mate, think? I was looking at him at 650, and then at 670 and 720, I'm like, Oh, it's not that he, he keeps on scoring points, mate. This whole team somehow keeps yeah. on scoring points with, you know, made out of duct tape. Yeah. So, but he he looks quality. The issue is, is that the Storm, I like to see his points scoring when they're actually in a tight game, which is probably only. Yeah, I was going to say there's one game in round 20 outside of that. <laughs> <laughs> they're looking pretty good. They got the. They got Manly in round twenty one, so that could be a tough. And I got the, I mean, they got the Cowboys juggernaut there in nineteen, which will be a tough game. But uh, I mean, outside of that, scorers, mate, they'll be bloody ridiculous. <laughs> what are you trying to say, mate? The Cowboys, they're a gun side. Mate, Top eight now. Yeah, that's what. How do you kick people off a podcast? You're <laughs> getting the hard questions. I'm, I'm filtering them out. Um, I mean, outside of that, Cheese doing really good things. Even though he only played 50 minutes or something, he got two tries, which, you know, lucky, lucky for the people that bought him. Um, Ryan, uh, talk me through – I'm going to go to the Titans side of the ball here. Talk me through the Wade Graham, Jamal Fogarty debacle. Oh, mate, do I have to? That was ridiculous. <laughs> oh, man. It almost cost me a head-to-head, but luckily I got home in the end because of uh, David Vafita just tackle-busting for fun. Mm. Um, was, that against, yeah. was that against Benji? Yeah, good yeah. good Panthers good Panthers uh, friend of ours, Benji. Shout out um, to Benji. You suck, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, no, man, that was crazy. I, I thought we got rid of that out of the game, just being able to deliberately pass the yeah. ball forward into someone to milk a penalty. Not only a penalty, but a bloody sin bin. Oh, yeah, the whole thing was not great. Um, yeah, no, so, yeah, obviously that's a sad time for his managers. Uh, he's been basically on a tear. It does present an interesting spot for people that might even be looking to buy him at 666K. Um, Stuart, are you a Fogarty manager? Mate, I'm not. I thought I should get on him, and he's been down, and he's been up, and he's been down. The only thing that I've I've got against him sometimes is that his floor on the games where they're getting tuned up can be poor. Yeah, it's like 20-something. Yeah, w- versus like you get Moses or any of the other guys. Yeah, no, so yeah. I, I mean, obviously the prime time to get on him was at 598 or whatever it was. That would have been a really good price. I think now maybe sort of be looking – I'd be looking at Ben Hunt for sure. Um, that, for, for those, there have been a couple of people looking for someone really cheap lately, right? Mm-hmm. And as much as I hate to say this, and I really hate to say this, right? 
Ash Taylor is extraordinarily cheap for a Yeah, well, that's because he's not very good. <laughs> he's, he's not, mate. But, like, again, there's a lot of guys who are like, who do I get for 300 It's like, well. Uh, nah. I, I can't see that. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I was I was I was talk, talking down about Wade Graham the other day, and he's been outscoring Ryan Madison. So what do I know? But <laughs> um, yeah, I certainly uh, yeah. I think with Foggy doing a lot of the kicking, he's yeah. sort of come back to a, a, a not really that much running five eight option now, which is kind of right in the middle of two things that you don't really want to be. Yeah, he's only exceeded a hundred kick meters twice this year um, from what, six games, which isn't yeah. encouraging. Mm. He's had that mesh issue as well, which mm, that's true. did impact yeah. that. So I'm just I'm hoping if he's fit and he's back, and again, there's just been people hitting up about who's under 350. Okay. Uh, it's There's kind of like him and like some guys who might play. Yeah. it's so kind of, That price range is a bit of a black hole. To be honest, I'd probably be more inclined to take Mbai because his position is more useful. Uh, with the mm. wing fullback centre duel. I mean, it's like, but you've got to have these outside-the-box thoughts, mate. If you just think inside the box the entire time, you're going to end up, you know, getting surpassed by people that get lucky. So you've got to roll the dice somewhere. Yeah, can uh, always, we can always still still roll the dice on Gamble or Kelly as well, I guess. So just take your pick of whichever one you think stays in the side. <laughs> yeah, well, that's uh, it. There's a couple of options floating around down there. So Yeah, I was looking at that today and the fact that uh, Gamble has gone to seven and they've promised uh, Stag six at some point, mm. you know, that kind of was a little bit indicative that Kelly might... Uh, Be the one to drop out. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. No, well, that's an interesting one because they weren't like that before. He, Gamble was... Uh, was Gamble a six before? No, Gamble was at seven, but he, I don't think he played with Kelly, did he? Or he yeah, he played that one, one game. the one game where he got suspended, uh, I yeah. think. Yeah. Anyway, we'll be interested to have a look at that. Obviously, um, the no, but my favourite cash out of this entire round is in this game, which is Jaden Campbell. So for anyone that isn't familiar with Jaden Campbell, that is the son of Preston Campbell. Um, did you guys watch that Building Titans documentary that was on um, Fox, Foxtel before the season started? No, I missed it. No, it's actually quite good. If anyone hasn't seen it, I would recommend um, going and checking it out. Um, it would have been better if they actually had been good this year rather than sort of being about where they were last year. Um, but it was really sort of interesting. And Campbell was one of the guys that they um, interviewed. He was obviously right on the, the edge of the the top 30s, kind of in as a development player. He's quite skinny, so he's only 80 kilo uh, and 180 centimetres. But he's just absolutely breaking some tackles like it's going out of fashion in reserve grade. I think he had like 12 last week or something. So, I mean, if you're looking for a cash out, he's a dual position, and right. uh, half and half and wing fullback. And um, if he's in the team, it's going to be at fullback because Brimson's out, and we know Brimson loves an injury. Um, they know Philip Sami's not a good option at fullback. So, I mean, he could turn into something uh, if Brimson was to go out long term, but that's the only way he's going to be in the side. So. Mm. If you're looking for a cash out, he would be my recommendation. Uh, the only downside to that is he's playing against the Storm, which is not ideal. Little fellow that bust tackles sounds like his father. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, we knew a uh, another really skinny guy that we thought couldn't be that good for fantasy because he was too small and he was just really quick. And his name was Ryan Pappenhausen. We saw how that turned out. So, mm-hmm. yeah, certainly something to keep an eye on. Obviously, 
Once again, the Titans aren't the storm, though. Uh, Tyrone Peachy comes back. Are you a Peachy man, Stuart? I am. I am. I got on him a few weeks ago, and, of course, he then goes and gets suspended mm-hmm. a couple of weeks later in 60s and 40s, and now yeah. he's off the bench. So, mate, it's one of those ones where you're kind of riding the horse there and you're hoping that you don't. Well, the good news here is Aaron Clark's back on the bench. He actually had a pretty good game last week in a bad team. So you have to think that means Peachy's not going to spend any time at hooker, which should be good for his scoring. Uh, so that's a plus if you want me to give you one because I don't own Peachy. So that's your Peachy owners. You should be happy about that at least. Yep. Last game of the round, Knights versus Eels. Uh, Watson still at six, put up a really good score, even though we thought he wasn't going to score that well in the halves. Uh, Jake Clifford joins the team. I would imagine all things going according to plan, he's going to end up in the halves with Watson back in the forwards, given how short they are. Um, Although he may not have had time to sort of pick up all the playbook and that sort of stuff, in which case maybe they'll give him an extra week, seeing as Cotton. Watson did actually do a pretty good job there. So certainly one to keep an eye on. Obviously, people that have Watson, though, are pretty happy. Um, are you still hanging on to Watson? Yep. I, yep. I, I'm still hanging on to Watson for as long as the ride keeps on going for. I'm hoping that Sturlow was right this week and they drop Kurt Mann instead. Okay. Well, see, I'm actually here thinking that Kurt Mann's going to be the the guy on the bench. Um, oh, I think that that's going to happen. I'm just hoping that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, typically you find a lot of those uh, quote-unquote experts, people that actually know a lot about footy like Sterlo, don't actually keep a lot of track of the day-to-day team list stuff. Uh, so I find they're generally bum steers when it comes to that, and they're very surprised when you know when Watson ends up at lock. They're like, oh, my God, he's at lock. He was playing 5-8 last week. What a shock. You know, that. so anyway. Um, I guess the big news from this game, Brady's fallen off a cliff a little bit. Um, do we think he's just, you know, is he just tired? He's not used to playing all these minutes? Ryan? Oh, yeah, it's it's an interesting one. Um, he's he's definitely caught a case of the littles in the last couple of weeks. He's um, mm. he's averaging, he had, what, five missed tackles two weeks ago and six last week or possibly the other way around. Either way, he's averaging five and a half missed tackles the past two weeks. Typically, he only averages one or two a game. Um, like his season average is normally about two. Mm. Uh, so, I mean, that, that's definitely obviously impacting his scores. If, if you were to drop those missed tackles down to his, his standard, say, two a game, you know, he's, he's mm. pushing 50s there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, for mine, he still seems like a, a hold for now. I, I, unless we, we, need, we need to get uh, some information from my man, uh, Barry Tui on Twitter and find out what the go is with Kurt Mann because he seems pretty adamant that um, Jacob Clifford will be starting this week um, despite being named at 18. So, yeah, um, yeah, I, I guess we'll see what happens there. Uh, yeah, it's, it's tough to say. Obviously, if Mann is uh, the long-term 14 and is pinching minutes from uh, Braley, then... I think Bradley becomes a sell, but there's also the possibility that they, uh, you know, they want to use man in that role that they were using Connor Watson. And if, um, if Clifford doesn't start this week, but yeah, I, I suppose we'll see, or even if Clifford comes in for Crossland. Yeah, no, I, I, I just, um, I've got a big, a big flashing light in the back of my mind telling me that I need to move Jaden Bradley on and I'm finding it hard to ignore that this week. So, I'm even looking at something like maybe just going straight down to McCulloch, banking that 80K, and then, you know, I I looked at a trade this week potentially where I could trade out Starling, Watson, but I don't want to, really want to sell Watson, obviously, but, like, I could move him future in the, in the future. 
Um, but I have enough cash there for Starling, Watson, and Braley to McCulloch, Mahoney, and and Hunt. So obviously I'd avoid the Marnie and the and the Watson part of that trade for this week. But you know, that's there's three sort of pretty top tier keepers for three guys that are sort of not really performing that well. So it's it's certainly yeah, it's 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 a concern. Um, so probably something to monitor. Uh, I know a lot of people are limited on trades as well, which is the other factor to put into it. You know, most people are absolutely churning through their trades so that you don't want to be moving somebody on that you don't need to. I saw people floating Mitch Barnett as a potential buy this week in the Facebook group. Uh, Stuart, where are you? What do you reckon about that? Look, the the issue with, with, with Mitch Barnett is that he's going to be good for a couple of weeks, you know, with, uh, with suspensions and with injuries. And obviously, Frizzell is out for six to eight with the syndemosis then that's great. But otherwise, it'll be three weeks, four weeks, he'll gain 60K because his break-even is quite high this week, and then you're trading him back out again. Because mm. Well, that yeah. and, and the, all that as well is there's Brody Jones there in 11. He's not even on the edge. So Yeah, I, I think a lot of people were, were floating Mitch Barnett when they thought he was going to be playing on the mm. edge, not when he's playing at lock. I, I'd have a hard time believing he's going to be on too many people's radars now that he's been named at lock. Cool. All right, good stuff. Have you seen Bodie Jones's head, by the way? He's got like gigantism or something. Like it's, it's like square as well. It is. Yeah, it's he's, so he's like Bradman Best's big. Yeah. Oh, mate. <laughs> Speaking of Bradman Best, I completely skipped over him. He's obviously righted his break-even ship now. So you can have a look at him if you want this week. I'm seriously considering it. Yeah. I don't really need a sensor, but I probably will the way that this year. Yeah. No, he's uh, he's certainly a really nice price and a good attacking player. So certainly if you're looking for a centre, he would be my number one option for guys that are playing this week and uh, at centre, um, for like value proposition-wise. Uh, Eels, um, mate, Lord Walker Blake, he's come from the clouds. Uh, mate, he was absolutely terrible the week before. And then somehow managed to score a 40 against me in head-to-head, which was really nice. Uh, thanks. Walker and shout-out to Chappie for beating me with James Roberts and Walker Blake in his scoring 17. Um, mate, uh, I guess the big story here, and I want to shout-out to the Talking League guys because I know they are avid listeners of the pod. And just say I told you so about Gutho. <laughs> Did you listen to their Sunday pod? They were talking about they've now got Gutho as a sell. Yeah, they imagine that. If only somebody could have predicted that this was going to happen. I mean, like, I know sometimes, I, I know I gave you guys Sini on the same pod, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm sorry about that, all right? I apologize, right? But the last four weeks is 42, 36, 47 with a try, and 33 with a try. And this is classic Gutho, irrelevant fantasy option. Flat track bully. Flat track bully. Irrelevant uh, fantasy option. See, I'd, I'd also say that if Moses goes down, though... Oh, yeah. The second that he goes down, because Moses is a... Yeah, but we know so, that, and that's why we like Moses. And, yeah, <laughs> and if Moses went down, Gutherson would get the goal kicking, too. Yeah, yeah. So, obviously, that completely changes the proposition, but, you know, that's like saying if Brian Kelly went to hooker, he'd make lots more tackles. <laughs> So, you know, Mo- Moses is not a, an injury-prone player, so we'll just keep rolling with it. Speaking of Moses, though, uh, he uh, had a quote-unquote floor game of 42, which was quite nice. 
um, in a kind of a pretty bad team, uh, break even 69. He's somebody you can have a look at this week as well. Uh, Reed Marnie not playing for Queensland and um, mate, the fresh print, the fresh prince is back, Will Smith. So obviously he's going to be probably pinching some minutes from Reed, I think. Um, you think so? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So you just don't think um, Reed's an 80 minute hooker anymore? Well, he wasn't an 80 minute, he's never been an 80 minute hooker. He does well, this every year. First two months. Yeah, but do you remember? the year before that when he was an 80-minute hooker for the first two months and then he got gassed and they couldn't play 80 minutes anymore? No, okay. Because I, rem- I remember because I was on my way driving somewhere and I was getting absolutely hammered with Facebook messages on our Hurt Locker group chat about how, you know, Reed Marnie's a keeper fi- uh, hooker now and he's going to average 55 or whatever and everyone bought him and then someone Will Smith back onto the bench. It's going to happen. They've got too many minutes in this pack, but it's really good for everybody else that's not named Reed Marnie. Um, so, obviously, Nick Corey's in there at prop with um, old mate Regan Campbell-Gillard. No, he's not out. Junior Paulo's out. Uh, Maddow's uh, not – the sin bin was not ideal for his scoring, uh, and Papali, he got bailed out with a try. Uh, I was actually looking at Papali, but his average is 70-something. Do you know his last three – Average is only 51 as well. So he's, uh, his price is falling very, very rapidly. And if he doesn't get a try pretty much every week, he's in big trouble at the moment. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, it, uh, well, Stuart, are you in, uh, do you have Papali'i? I don't. Uh, I kind of was sad when I missed him on the way up and then when he kept on going up. I'm just like, surely this can't keep on going, right? And mm-hmm. unlike Cleary, fortunately, it hasn't kept on going. Yeah, so no, we actually pulled him out at 590k and flagged him as a buy, and I didn't do it. And I saw him get all the way to 800 and something, and I was just going, "You are absolutely kidding me." He's and, on his way back down there, mate. I, yeah, I watched the Eels. I was there versus Manly. Right? They are. They don't know what to do. No, they are looking lost. Yeah, well, that sounds like the Eels. <laughs> Outside of that, there's not much happening here. Nathan Brown's kind of hovering around somewhere near uh, being a value, but uh, it's kind of not really presenting a huge case to be a buy at 524K even. And I can't believe I've, I'm seeing Nathan Brown at 524K and not being a buy. Uh, but, yeah, that's, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, I, I just don't think the um, the new game suits Nathan Brown. Um, no. I've, I've, I've sort of adjusted my thinking over the past month. Um, these guys that are just straight-up tackle bots, um, other than maybe Andrew McCulloch, but a lot of them don't really benefit from these new rules. You need guys that are real tackle busters, whether that be, you know, edge players or centers or what have you, um, guys that, you know, they, they go looking for these um, tired players to exploit. Yeah. Um, so you're looking a lot for of these gar- guys garbage, that, garbage points. Yeah, exactly. A lot of these players that just, like, get the ball and run straight like Nathan Brown or, like, Jake, like even Jake Turbo or, you know, his, his older brother, Aiden Tolbin. Um, they just, <laughs> they, 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 you know, they don't do that. Like they'll just run the ball forward. Um, yeah. and, and they don't get those, those tackle busts. So, yeah. And because there's, there's sort of less work now with tackling, it seems it's just, yeah, it's, it's not great for those style of players. Yeah. No. So we're definitely, we're looking for players that like garbage points, not players that are mm. accumulators, I think as a general rule. So certainly something yeah, to keep which, in mind. Yeah. Which certainly could benefit a guy like Harawira Naira. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, he's the king of garbage points. Mm, uh, scoring eighty-seven or whatever he got on the weekend. He's not playing this week, mate. We're not talking about him <laughs> unless Next he week. comes up in the unless he comes up in the questions. 
All right. Uh, who's most banned from having a drink? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool, I just go. We're going into the questions here. Uh, so, Stuart, you can have the first one. Uh, is it premature to look at trading Schuster to Ben Hunt? Yes. Do not trade Schuster unless they come back and say that his leg has fallen off, right? <laughs> this guy's a stud. He's Ooh. like an absolute stud. And I don't like, I know he'll be back in second row or somewhere. I'd find another way to get Ben Hunt. I'm not saying don't get Ben Hunt, but. I heard it. Of what I can only imagine is disagreement from you, Ryan. What? What? Not, not so much. Not so much disagreement. Um, I mean, he certainly seems like a future starter. I, I don't know if he's a keeper this year, though. He's certainly um, a very good player and one that I'm in no rush to trade out. That said, if he's not playing next week, I'll probably have to trade him out just to get seventeen. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel like you're probably better off just holding him until round 17 and, and getting that round 17 mm. score and reevaluating from there. Mate, and how many guys in that, like, unicorn dual position are scoring mm. 50s, right? Yeah. Like, that are doing it, they're no chance of getting out. And apart from this injury, like, would we... No. Well, I well, I mean, I was because I traded him out. And then I looked at his schedule and realized I probably shouldn't have traded him out because Manly have a really soft schedule rest of the season. Yeah, I, t- I can tell you one thing for absolute sure: you should not trade him to Jason Tomalolo. <laughs> good, good advice. All right, Ryan. Uh, yes. Brendan was going to get Papali, but he's now worried about Paris edges. What do you think about that? Yeah. Um, oh, I mean, you just spoke about him before. It seems like he's on the way down. Um, obviously, he's still an elite option for round thirteen, given the. The lack of good options, but he hasn't played 80 for the past three weeks. I don't know if that's if you want to like a 60 minute second rower for 750k. Is, is that someone you want to be buying? Because um, he's been shifting into the middle, hasn't he, as well? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, when Cardi comes on, he, he sort of yeah. moves over a little bit. The, the, the short answer to that question is your spidey sense is correct, Brendan. Hmm. Yep. Yeah, I, I would uh, possibly look at Pangai Jr. as an option or if Leilua gets off. If you're desperate, I'd stick away from the Eels until they fix. I'd be more inclined to buy Madison than Papali at the moment. Uh, Jaden, so this is for you, Stuart. Um, seeing as you talked somebody out of Ben Hunt just before, uh, he's got Brimson. <laughs> what you're telling us is you do not think Ben Hunt is a good option. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying I've already picked him up as a trade, <laughs> just not for Schuster, mate. Right, you were trying to keep him to yourself. Maybe I should direct this one to Ryan. So, nah, that's all right. No, you, I'll give you a chance here. Brent, he's got Brimson. He needs to trade him out to either Ben Hunt, James Fisher-Harris, or Luciano. Okay. In that case, if position's not an issue, Ben Hunt's a great choice there. Um, the only thing I'd say is that, and I've been looking through this year, quality mids are extraordinarily hard to come by, considering that uh, Gus and Tohu Harris are really edge players who just happen to sometimes play in the middle, right? The one thing I'll say with Fisher-Harris is he is a flat-track bully as well, and he's been scoring really well with the Panthers' soft schedule. I'll be very surprised if he doesn't come back to a 45 average rest of the season. Yeah, but also, Ivan's been keeping him pretty fresh. If you notice his minutes had not been big, I think they're saving him. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a point. I definitely think Hunt's going to out-average him any, either way, so yeah, oh, for definitely. sure. Oh, be... for sure. If it's if it's all equal, hunt. But if you like for forwards mm. this year, they're just yeah. No, fair enough. 
Uh, Ryan, mm. um, he's got to trade Brimson or Starling, uh, okay. or and or Starling, mm-hmm. and if so, who are the best targets sub four hundred k? Um, Ash Taylor made his gun. No, um, <laughs> no, um, sub 400k. Uh, I mean, I think we spoke about some of them already. If you want, um, potential cash cows, maybe Tyson Gamble, Moses Mbai. Um, that said, yeah, I don't know. There's not a whole lot of uh, good options getting around that are going to stay in your team. Otherwise, you could just opt for like a cash out or something. Um, if you can squeeze an extra bit of cash out of oh, it, oh, I've got one. I've got one. Yeah. Brody, jo- Brody Jones, 233K. If um, if he's been named on this edge roll to replace Frizzell for, say, the next month, uh, break even of eight, 233K, uh, I think you could do worse. Mm. Yeah. That's an interesting option. I just I worry that he's going to end up back on the bench with um, Barnett shifted late to the edge and Watson to lock or something like that. So, yeah. It's, a, it's the last game of the week. So, if that happens, you're going to be stuck with a bench 20 minute second rower. No, I mean, yeah, but you, you're trading out a guy that's on a buy, so you can always reverse that trade. Oh, Brimson's not on a buy. No, oh, Starling is. Yeah, so just be careful if, you, if you're going to do that, um, RE, Brady Jones, because I'm assuming you're going to be trading one out to a to upgrade one and downgrade the other, mm-hmm. so that trade might get locked. Um, mm, yeah, there, there isn't a lot of great ones. Um, I'd be maybe inclined to go for M-Buy with the coverage or even... Um, I mean, another guy who we got a Facebook, a Twitter question about, which we'll bring up later, is um, if you can squeeze a little bit of extra money out of it and go to Tom Flegler. Not Tom Flegler. What's his name? Who's the guy? Dearden. Hmm. But, um, yeah, I'll come back to Dearden. Uh, who's the top three captions, captain options this week, Stuart? Ho, ho, ho. Uh, top three, Ben Hunt, uh, Mitchell Moses, and, geez, Louise, uh, the third one. There is a correct answer to this question, by the yeah, way. Nico you've Hines. left out my captain. Yes. Nico Hines. Nico correct. Hines is certainly up there as the third choice, but his yeah. ownership is still very low. Yeah, I think oh. it'll be high among the top, top, like the better ranked teams, I would imagine. I'll um, have a quick look for you. Pengai's an option as well for me. Ooh, he is uh, 68% owned in the top 1,000, Nico Hines. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon every single one of them will have a C on him this week. Uh, yeah, that would be my go. Well, may yeah, Pangai is an option. He might even sneak in a little try. Um, who knows? If Luciano is suspended, Ryan, mm. should I trade him straight to Torhu? Uh, I'd get him one week earlier than if I kept Luciano, or should I just go to Papali even though his break even's high? Uh, I don't really see the value of, um, say, trading Luciano to Tohu if if you're doing that this week. Like, that's just trading one guy who's not playing to another guy who's not playing. Um, I'd rather just save the trade and do it next week if you wanted, really wanted to. Um, I, I guess it depends how seriously you're taking overall if you want to move Luciano on, but I still think he's got the potential to be a keeper. Rich, I want to share a little, a little story with you quickly. Um, that's who's looking at doing this deal. Um, there was a an option, and I can't remember who it was a little while back. I think they played for the Warriors, and they were a, a fantasy buy, which I know in, in itself is a, is is unbelievable that somebody from the Warriors might be a fantasy buy. But he was, and I promise you it was. And uh, he was super-duper cheap, and everyone was jumping on him. So a couple of people did it, like a lot of people did it in to take advantage of the four trades in that, the, like the buy week. 
Um, and then he actually got injured at training and missed like five or six weeks without even playing a game for anybody. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but yeah, never trade in a player that's not playing that week because if they get injured at training and they, you've locked a trade and you've traded, wasted a trade on a guy that's not even playing because they got injured, um, it's just an absolute, yeah, it's an absolute nightmare. So definitely do not do that this week. Uh, Stuart, is it silly to have both Papali and Madison in my team? Oh, it's not silly, but it's uh, you certainly it's the eggs in one basket rule. I must mm-hmm. say, if it's uh, if they have a bad week, like if the eels get tuned up, it just means that you got what one and a half million dollars sitting around earning thirties or forties, so or maybe fifties. Their floor is pretty high, so it's it's not the worst idea on a week like this week. But yeah, no, what yeah. anything that's that right? I'm just not too sure how I'm feeling about uh, Madison this year because, uh, like, typically he's been one of those uh, second rowers, like, last year and the year before. He's one of those guys that, like, makes a ton of tackles. Like, for a second rower, like, last year, he was averaging, like, 40 tackles a game. Mm. Um, this year he's down to 32. I know he had a couple of, like, you know, shorter minutes. Like, if you just look at games over 50 minutes, he's averaging 33. So, you know, like, that's... That's like six, seven points of his average there. Um, And he's not one of these guys that racks up tons of tackle busts either, uh, like I was speaking about earlier. So I'm a little bit nervous about his long-term potential as a keeper. I'm sure he'll be around that 50 average. Um, I I just think he might be in the Luciano bracket now, though. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. But he's also cheaper than Luciano as well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, The big thing that I saw with him, because I owned him last year, is that he often was the third man doing the push-up on top of the first two tacklers. Yeah. But the six again rule, a lot of coaches are trying to, you know, Seven cut some of that and just have the guy back in the line defending. So he's making a few less uh, biceps curl. <laughs> All right, you can have this one next on Stuart. Uh, is David Clemmer a trade out? Hasn't scored well lately now, two to three weeks out. Um, and is Barnett a good trade in option? Uh, look, the two parts to that one. First one is. Yes, Clemmer's still on my, like, he's not a trade target, but he's still someone to keep an eye on because if he hits a number with a four on it, he's definitely worth the pick up. Um, but, yeah, probably two to three weeks out, bit of a high swinging arm, bit of a flog. Yeah, I'd probably trade him. Uh, <laughs> Barnett, we've already spoken about. So, but... Look elsewhere. Yeah, but there are... Look, you could do worse, but you... Yeah. Uh, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Is Peachy a trade considering he couldn't get a start in this Titans team from this donkey called Stuart Lord? <laughs> <laughs> Stu, no. He's a, he's a definite hold for mine. Um, I, Mark, you touched on this earlier, and I've like been wanting to scream this, that um, the fact that Eric Clark on the bench is on the bench is so good for him. I actually prefer him now than what I did before he got suspended. Um, I, I honestly think he's a better option now at 14 with Aaron Clark on the bench than when he was actually playing 13 with no bench hooker and he was only playing, you know, mm. like 25 minutes at lock. Um, you, you'd think now he's going to be getting maybe 40 to 50 minutes at lock and, and I think he'll score better, honestly. Yeah. I, yeah. Absolutely. Do you, do you reckon this keeps up once uh, Tino and Fafita are back or do you reckon it's just uh, this week's special? It doesn't really matter either way, I don't think. Yeah, I, I think his minutes are going to be consistent around that, you know, 45 sort of minute roll. I wouldn't be surprised if he comes on after 25, 30 minutes and plays the balance of the game. Yeah. Yeah. At least this uh, week for sure. Uh, Jacob, in quick answer to your question, no, there is not still a vice-captain-captain loop. 
Um, all right. Three options, Stuart. Option one, don't trade. Option two, Simo, which I assume is Bailey Simonson to Brody Jones or Schuster to Ben Hunt. Oh, that's that's one lot of trades. So Simonson to Hunt, to Jones and Schuster to Hunt. And then or Simonson to Kelly and Schuster to Burton. Mate, uh, look, I'm not, again, I'm not a big fan of uh, trading out Schuster, but if you've got to make it, the first one's better than the second, mm. kind of. But you're also <laughs> picking up Bodie Jones, who can sit on the bench for forever. I, I'd, I'd probably pull the trades or just try and work. Yeah. So I guess it's it's a little bit of option one, which is don't trade, you're just burning them, but do something that's not that. Does that help? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, Twitter. Um, Ryan, would you stick with only 13 guys playing this week and save all four of your trades? Or would you try to get a few more this round? Um, it's really team specific because like, if you've got guys that like, if you've got guys that are trades, like the guys that you would put in the sell category, then there's no harm in moving them on this week for a couple extra guys at the same time. Um, I wouldn't be selling like guys like Schuster unless I had to, or like say a Harrow or a Naira, or you know, like guys like that that are going to be playing round seventeen. Um, although there was talk that Schuster would have been the eighteenth man <laughs> this week, but wow. uh, hopefully that's uh, not the case come round seventeen. But because you are going to need players for round seventeen, you know, like uh, they're going to be a little bit harder to find as well. Like you're going to be targeting guys like Tamalolo, to Tohu Harris, Sean Johnson, but um, I don't think there's an as many keepers playing round 17 as what there are this week. No. Yeah, so I think, um, yeah, if you've got guys like Stefano or Alvaro, these sorts of guys that have reached their peak and their, their trades, you can still move them on. Uh, but And, yeah, try to get keepers that are playing this week, this round, or or take the scores and then trade them next week to guys who are playing in round 17. Like if you've got a Starling, you could move on a Starling this week. Yeah. Uh, Cryptics, this is for you, Stuart. Uh, Hunt or Moses, and should I sell Starling? Well, that... oh, it's a now that is actually a relatively tough call. I'd say, I'd say Hunt. Right, they're both playing this round. There's no additional advantage for the rest of the year. Um, the only issue is that Corey Norman needs a contract, and so he'll be hunting for ball. Yeah, so, so that, that's the only danger there. So look, it's. I mean, in a in, it, I always find the thing with these. Uh, dilemmas is if in doubt go with the guy in the better position or if in doubt go with the goal kicker. So, you know, Moses is going to get six points a game in goal kicking. Hunt's a better runner of the football, um, but, you know, the floor of the goal kicking is usually more of a benefit. Uh, Ryan, how do you feel about the Hunt-Moses dilemma? I I don't know what it is. I've just got something against Mitch Moses. Something I think it's just his face. So, mm-hmm. uh, just purely based on fantasy, I'd probably take Mitch Moses. But um, <laughs> I, personally, I'd be taking Ben Hunt. But that's just because yeah. I don't like Moses. I own Moses, and I don't really enjoy it that much, even though he scores pretty well. Mm. Uh, it's just like looking at his face it just doesn't do a lot for me. I just, yeah, I think maybe if you're looking for the enjoyment factor in your fantasy experience, get Ben Hunt. He just doesn't seem as like. Um, like attacking this year, Mitch Moses. Yeah. Like in years past, yeah. he, he's always had like like some flashy attacking yeah. plays, but this year he just sort of like plods along to a, you know a, a good score with a million kick meters. Yeah, I think um, 
I think he's just meh. he's just kind of a meh player, you know. Mm. Hasn't scored a try this year. No, he only got three tries this last year or something stupid like that. So, mm. yeah, I don't know what's going on there. It just probably doesn't help that the Eels aren't very good. I'm just alienating every single fan base. But I love it. <laughs> Mate, the Panthers fans on Twitter are getting real salty, eh? Anyway, moving along. Uh, what are we doing with Schuster? Looks to me a fork in the road with him. Keep or hold through to round 17. I think we're all in agreement that we probably should be holding him. Um, I think he's one of those ones. He's a bit of a coin flip. Like if you've got like an absolute gun, you could move Schuster to, and he's the only person you could move on, then I, I wouldn't be against doing it. But at the same time, I'm, I'm probably going to be holding him till round 17, assuming his name next week. Yep. Uh, yeah. uh, mate, I'm going to ride him for as long as I can. I wouldn't mind him in my 18 to 21. Cup. Yep. Uh, Blindside's got 17 for this round. Is that good? Uh, obviously, yes, you know it is, mate. <laughs> he just wanted to brag, didn't he? Yeah, humble brag. Uh, mate, be, he's been complaining on Twitter the whole time that he doesn't have enough, like the squads aren't big enough. Um, so I think he's he's obviously, I've been telling him he's, he's just uh, should stop complaining, so he's obviously hitting me back. <laughs> uh, now, Dale has been reading our private messages um, in our Fantasy Amateurs admin group chat. Uh, when I was telling you guys all about how I thought Tom Dearden was a buy, uh, he's obviously got the message because he asked if Tom Dearden is a buy next week. <laughs> uh, how about you take this one, Mark? All right. <clears throat> so I was doing, uh, looking today at players to try and buy for the Cowboys. Well, <laughs> how the idea actually came to me was I went, oh, Jake Clifford does a lot of kicking. Maybe Scott Drinkwater is a buy, and he's got the dual wing fullback uh, Half, so I was like, "Oh, maybe that'll be good." And he's only five forty-six or whatever he is. So I started looking at him. I was looking at his kick meters. I was like, "Oh yeah, um, two hundred kick meters, or you know, one hundred and seventy kick meters is sort of what he does uh, on average." And I was like, "Oh, from memory, I don't think Dearden does a lot of kicking." I'll have a look at Tom Dearden. So I had a look at Tom Dearden, and Tom Dearden does almost exactly on average the same amount of kicking as Jake Clifford. So I was like, "Oh, okay, well." Drinkwater's not a buy. While I'm here, I may as well have a look at Tom Dearden. So I'm looking at Tom Dearden and his prices. I think he's priced at 34 or something at the moment. And I looked at his scoring and basically uh, it seemed like against the top four teams last year, he averaged 29.5. But then against teams that weren't in the top four, he averaged 55 or something. And I was like, oh, what's the go here? And it's basically all demerits and 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 that's essentially what the difference is. And I looked at the Cowboys' rest of the season schedule, and, I mean, they get Manly in round 14, which could be good or bad depending on whether Turbo's playing, uh, and same with DCE, I guess. But outside of that, their run's not too bad. Uh, they got a, a stretch there of three games where they play. I think they play Roosters, Rabbitohs, and Storm three weeks in a row. But outside of that, they've got a pretty soft run, uh, including the head-to-head finals. And I was thinking to myself – Maybe he'd be a good 18th man uh, that might average, you know, high 40s, maybe into the low 50s if he picks up some attacking stats. Uh, and he's quite cheap because he's only 427 or something like that. So I think what I'm going to do, I'm going to have a look at him, see if he, uh, see how he looks against Manly. But if Turbo and DC both don't play, I might even just, um, I might just rip in and pull the trigger. <laughs> See how I feel. It's good to own Cowboys players as well because they're one of the only good teams in the NRL this year. So, 
talk it up. <laughs> uh, I mean, outside of that, I think uh, so. Dale, in answer to your question, he may be a buy. He may be a buy. I'll I'll let I, you know. I'll let you know next week. I've definitely put a star at him. I reckon I want to see a game just to make sure. But yes, at that price, he definitely looks like he could be worth five fifty, six hundred, uh, maybe more, depending on how well he and the Cowboys go. The only question I've got here is Ben Hampton is due back round sixteen. I want to say. Yeah, no. Did as long as Din doesn't absolutely shit the bed, he'll keep the spot. Yeah, as as long as. Yeah. Mate, the Cowboys are a gun side. They're a top four team, mate. What are you talking about? He's going to go straight in there and just carve them up. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a pro-Cowboys podcast here. I don't want to have your New South Wales negativity coming in. Um, two more questions. Uh, Jacob Blank wants to know, uh, is there any logic to DeBellin coming in priced at 750K? No, there's not. Stupid. No. Uh, look, he was worth that. Before he was out for two years, he was worth up to 900k at one point. Yeah, but he only averaged 49.5, which would have put him at like 670k. He should yeah. come in at, and then he should have had a discount. He should have been 500k. But anyway, I'm not going to harp on that because he's not. So you know, what can you do? And he should he wasn't a buy even at 500. So they saved you. Um, Matthew Lippiat Sidman has one last question before we jump in. Uh, Watson and Braley, um, I want you to just tell me yes or no to this question. Uh, Stuart, you go first. Is Watson a sell? Is Brayley a sell? He's feeling more like one to watch. Yes or no? Yes. <laughs> Typical New South Wales fence sitting. Ryan, is Jaden Brayley a sell? Uh, no. Okay. Is Watson a sell? No. All right. They, they, both, we... they, both, they both might become sells, but this week, no, they're not sells. Okay, uh, and then the lead-in is this, is if you were going to sell either of those two guys, which we're not selling, uh, which hooker would you actually buy? Because Reed, obviously, uh, he's not origin-affected as mentioned, but he's um, he's got fresh prints on the bench, which is Will Smith, by the way, for anyone that's confused about that. Um, he's going to pinch 10 or 15 minutes a game. Cook and Coruscant both kind of doing that stuff and origin impacted. Ben Hunt um, looks a great buy. He said something here about Kyle Lawton, but obviously, um, I mean, am I just being player biased as writing him off straight away? Uh, I mean, how long is he going to hold that edge spot for? Um, well, well Sirenin's coming back, but there's not really anyone else banging the door down, is there? No, I mean, assuming Schuster moves back to the edge, there'll be Sirenin and Schuster. I guess he'd be back, what, he'd, he'd probably be on the bench um, pinching hooker minutes, you'd assume. Yeah, no, my advice would be probably just leave Lawton alone. If you need a if you need a hooker this week, it's Ben Hunt, in my humble opinion. Yeah. Yep, and, and eventually when Harry Grant, after Origin, finds his floor, assuming he starts playing 80 in the, in the middle, I've got him penciled in for like round 20. Mm. I mean, is is uh, is he ever going to though? You know, they got Brandon so. Smith there. I don't think he is. I I actually took him off my watch list. Mm. So oh, him and Coruscant, I just can't. I can't have either of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. uh, do we did we do Instagram questions? I got a couple. No. Of All right, fire them at me. All right, oh, we've only got a couple. I'm, uh, I'm, Nathan... ready, I'm ready to do these ones. Excellent. Nathan Horan wants to know: Starling for who? Uh, ben Hunt. Perfect. Um, Jonty wants to know Nicarima to Hunt or Moses. I think we talked about this one just Hunt. before. Oh, Hunt, Hunt now. 
sick of Moses, are you? No, mate. I'm all about enjoying my fantasy down in the twenty thousand ranks. <laughs> so you got to get to someone fun. Yeah. Um. Okay. And lastly, Will has four questions for us. All right, <laughs> I'm ready. Brooks for Hunt? No. Uh, is Brayley a sell for McCulloch? No, but you could sell him to Ben Hunt. Uh, is Ramian a buy? No. And Get Bradman best. <laughs> and Walker for CHN? Not this week. Not this week. Yeah, cool. No. Cool. All right. I'm ready to get the guys. We're right on the hour mark, so we're going to jump into this quiz, <clears throat> what everybody's been waiting for. We've got the uh, State of Origin Clash of the Titans. So, guys, what we're going to do here, we've got um, a total of 10 points up for grabs. Mm. Uh, I'm going to do I'll this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do this as a closest to the pin rather than a line where you can both score points. So only one of you can get the points on the, the ones that are number-related, but you can both get the points uh, if the answer is a, a player or a team, okay? So what I want you to do is is grab your phones and open up the Facebook Messenger chat with me, okay. our, our, just our private messages. Right. I'm going to ask you a question, and I want you to type the answers to me, and then I'm going to read them out and then award the points. Okay. Are you ready to go, Stuart? Yeah. All right. The first question. So this is the the criteria for this uh, quiz is uh, it's only since the start of the 2015 season because that was all I had stats for and I couldn't be bothered looking them up further back than that. Uh, And the answer to every question, there's no retired players uh, in, in the answers. Okay. So everybody is currently in an NRL top 30 team. Okay. Okay? Okay. Since the start of the 2015 season, this is uh, Zach Sini themed as well, by the way. <laughs> Great. How many times has a player who has played a full 80-plus minute game scored negative points? Oh, God. So it's closest to the pin. Send me your answer. How many times since the start of the 2015 season has a player who has played the entire game of 80-plus minutes scored negative points? Uh, Stuart's in? I'll just complete guess here. Oh, God, what's the maths on that? I think you're exactly – so the correct answer is 15 times. Snap. Ryan said 24, which is nine off, and Stuart said eight which is seven off. So one point, Stuart. Damn it. This is a one where both of you can get the answer to this question. Which team features the most heavily on this list? And for a bonus point, if you want to have a crack at it, how many times does that team feature? What's the list? What's the list, bro? Of 80-plus of minute negative point scorers. Oh, mm, that list. Okay. So which team features the most? So 15 times a player has played the full 80 minutes and scored negative points. Which team features the most heavily on that list and how many times do they feature? Ryan's in. Mate. uh... This is all just guessing. <laughs> yeah, it is guessing, but it's it's mate. This is a it's a test of the wits. It shouldn't be easy because state of origin is not easy. I'll give it a go. All right, so Stuart is in with the Warriors, and 
four points and made our New Zealand uh, members are going to be absolutely filthy at that. The Warriors don't uh, have negative players, so that's incorrect. Uh, Warriors, it's not. Uh, Ryan's in with the Raiders and three. Uh, the correct answer is the Titans, which should mm. have been obvious to everybody, um, but they do feature four times. So I'm going to award Stuart a point for that. What? <laughs> <laughs> this is rigged. Thought you were a Queenslander. No, mate, I'm backing you. I'm backing you in. All right. Of the players, the 15 players that feature on this list, how many of them are not wingers or centers? Um, How many are not a winger or a centre? Ryan says two, Stuart says three. The correct answer is three. This is (laughs) ridiculous. Guess the random numbers game. I'm liking this. Can can you stop feeding him answers? This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. I swear this is not a stitch up either. No, I I think you're going to come for it late. All right, name the player of those three non-winger centres that did it this year. (laughs) Wait, name the player? Yeah, which player was it that scored negative points this year playing a full 80-minute game and he's not a winger or a centre? Oh, God. Um... So, obviously, Zach Sini scored negative, but he's a winger, so it's not him. Um. Oh, man. And they have to play 80 minutes. Yeah, they play the full 80-minute game. So there was a couple that played like 70-something minutes. It's not them. Oh, man. Mark, what have you done? This this quiz. As soon as I tell you, you're going to be like, oh, yeah. Oh, I, I really remember someone. Oh, who was it? Don't someone say like, it because Lordy's not in yet. Yeah, mate. Like, I'm still thinking some warriors, don't, dude. Don't, don't be cheating. Someone got like negative five or something. Um, yeah, it was a couple of weeks ago. I know who you're talking about, but I can't remember who it was though. Oh, yeah. Oh man. Um if, if you if you don't want to take a guess, you have to type I'm a coward and send it to me. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of a player to guess. <laughs> nice answer, Lordy. Lordy's in. Lordy's in. Lordy's in. How is he in? He's um, in with a really good answer. Is it the right answer? No, it's not the right answer. Mm. Um, Buzzing, Mark. Buzz no, in. no, no, no. Hold on. Five, four, three, two. Oh, correct team. Um, so Ryan's answer is Matt Moylan. The correct answer is Will Kennedy. <sighs> and Lordy says Nathan Cleary. <laughs> Mate, I had no friggin' idea, but I apparently had to put something in. So I'm just yep. like, well, yep, no, good, good memes, but no, Will Kennedy. Because uh, he'd been scoring really well, and then he got a negative, and then went back to scoring really well again. I think it was negative one. Since the start of the 2015 season, how many times has a player registered 25 or more demerits in a single game with no time, no time restraints on it? How many times has a player had more than negative five demer- 25 no, demerits? Yeah, so negative 25 or more in demerits. Wait, how many? How many instances of that has there been? There's no feels, limitations on the time. Feels like one of those maths equations. Like if Pangai Jr. is playing and you know does two head highs and one sim bin, um, how 20, much is that? Twenty five is a lot. Oh, yeah, but let's let's see how many. 
what year did James Maloney leave? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how many games did he play uh, between 2015 and 2018? Um, <laughs> I, 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 I may or may not in the next couple of questions feature the name James Maloney. <laughs> I reckon I know like some of the players that would be on that list too. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Lordy's answer. Is that your? Yeah, it is. Lordy says seven. Um, I reckon Maloney's got more of them by himself. Um, Ryan's in for 18. The correct sentence is 28, and Ryan is on the board. Yes. Can, can I can I guess two of those players? Uh, no, because maybe they'll feature in the next couple Ooh, of okay. questions. All right. All, right. All right. Which team features the most heavily on this list of 28 players? And for a bonus point, how many times do they feature? Mm. Since what year? 2015. 2015. Inclusive in, of 2015. Yeah. I'm trying to work out what year Maloney did join the <laughs> Panthers from the Sharks. Um, I'm going to say this guy or this team four times. Okay. No. How many times do they feature Lordy? Not what team. Let's say, okay. So Lordy's in for the Sharks and five times, and Ryan is in for the Broncos and four times. The correct answer is the Panthers and oh. eight, eight of 28 times. Uh, Mal- Maloney and Appy. How could <laughs> Should have known. Six of the eight times they feature on the list are James Maloney. Are the other two happy? <laughs> For the available two points, what are the names of the other two players that feature on this list? What, From the Panthers. Matty Boylan, please. No, I, know one, I reckon I know one of them. All right, Ryan's in. So there's two players from the Panthers that are not James Maloney on this list. Who are they? Oh, he always missing tackles over there. It's like an opposite Isaiah Yo. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll go. So Ryan is in with Appy and James Fisher-Harris and... Stewart is in with Coruscant, which oh, Appy as well, I guess, and Moylan. The correct answer is not Appy. It is James Fisher Harris and yes. Brent, and Brent Naden. Yes, Ooh. fish. See, I know that because I own fish in like 2018, and the bastard just loved to miss tackles. Mm. All right, on this list of 28 players who have registered at least 25 demerits in a single game. Mm-hmm. Name the player that registered the highest fantasy score on this list while simultaneously having 25-plus points in demerits. Ooh. Name the player. I'll give you a hint. They have played Origin in the past. I won't tell you if they're playing this year or not. No, oh, come on, Mark. Um, hmm. I'll tell you what. No, I'll are tell they, you. They are, are they, not. They are not playing Origin this year. Are they still in the NRL? 
They're in a NRL top 30 squad. So, Lordy, you oh, want to Yeah, no, I'll take that one back. You know, yeah. Ira's eyes are blue. You know, does he turn to the left or to the right when he gets <laughs> yeah. to the end of the run? Yeah, mate, yeah. You've, already, you've already lied to us. You've told us that there's no uh, players in this quiz that uh, aren't in the top 30. And then you had James Maloney for an answer. Yeah. Oh, maybe a lot. No, he wasn't on the answer. No, wasn't he? No. He wasn't a specific player that was mentioned. He was part of the question. Okay, oh. he's playing Origin this year. He's not playing Origin this year. But he has played Origin in the past. Ah, uh, the fat one, not the good one. <laughs> so he's in with Fafida, in case you couldn't guess which one that one. Lordy, that is incorrect. But Ryan, you are correct with Ben yes. Hunt. Yes, Ben Hunt. It's a Ben Hunt themed pod. Yes, I knew it. I knew it. Right. So for a score tally, we're at three all now. Because I knew Ben Hunt had a had a huge like negative game once. Yeah, he's got a try and got um, 63 points or something. Yeah, I remember that. All right. What is the highest number of errors recorded by a single player in a single game since 2015? So the number of errors. Oh, this is a Zach Saini theme podcast, isn't it? Uh, I'm going to go. Ryan's in. Lordy's still thinking. I am, mate. It's one of those ones where it could be any sort of number. I'm thinking about who's had a shocker. Well, there's a redheaded bloke from the Tigers I could tell you about. <laughs> Whoa, that's a lot of errors. <laughs> um, so Lordy says 15. What? <laughs> <laughs> mate, I'm, I'm thinking like, you know, you get a few drop balls, a couple of double knock-ons because those count as errors mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Um, but Ryan's actually got the correct answer with six. Yeah. Right, yeah. right on the pin. I'm coming back. He's your head, mate. How many times has a player since the start of 2015 recorded six errors in a game? Mm. How many times has that occurred since the start of 2015? You both are in with the same answer which is three, um, but I award you no points and may God have mercy on your soul because it's ten. Oh, my God. Wow. Ten times. Six errors. Bloody hell. Uh, fun fact, it's not an answer to this question, but um, Zaxini had five um, and there's only one other player that's had at least five errors aside from the answer to this next question, um, which is uh, Kyle Felt, who's done it twice this year. He's had five errors hmm. in a single game. All right, name the player that got six errors in a game this year. Ooh. And the hint is they are in an origin squad. Oh, I think I got this one. Oh, God, I don't even... He was starting to piss. Yeah, okay. Ooh, there's two. They're in an origin squad this year. Got to bring up the bloody origin team list. Uh... Lordy's in. They're in an origin squad this year. Um Could it be? Um, I'm going to go with Nick Kotrick. <laughs> <laughs> mate, he was robbed. He should be in an Origin squad, mate. Um, I'll go this bloke. You know what? If he wasn't playing for such a dud of a team, I reckon he would be. He looks so good preseason, mate. I he passed like every eye test. Probably like you know. 
it, it looks so amazing, and it just that team is absolutely crushing everyone in it. Down. <laughs> the uh, correct answer. So, so Ryan is in with Latrell. Uh, Lordy is in with Holmes, but then uh, he actually messaged me again with his theory about who it could be, and was correct the second time. So, <laughs> which is Xavier Coates. Oh well. Uh, and it was actually only about two or three weeks ago. So no points for either of you on that one. All right. Since the start of the 2015 season, how many times has a player in a single game registered 10-plus missed tackles? Ooh. And I'm going to give you a hint. The number is over 25. Yeah, I mean, James Maloney's played at least 50 games. so <laughs> 10-plus missed tackles in a single game? How many times? Oh, I'm going to go. So somebody's getting a point for this. Lord is in with 31. Ryan's in with 46. The correct answer is 41. Yes, get in there. There you go. Ryan's out to a 5-3 lead. Uh, you need to win the next two points to go to the bonus question here, Lordy. How many times does James Maloney feature on this list of 10-plus missed tackles out of the 41? <laughs> uh, Ryan's in with 24. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for giving me one, mate. Maybe. Lord, he's in with seven. The answer is nine times. I thought about saying 41. Yeah. <laughs> I All right. Of this list of 41 players who has registered 10-plus missed tackles in a single game, name the only player that played in the back line, one to five. Oh. So it's a player that played, so they played wing, center, or fullback and registered 10-plus missed tackles in a single game. Hmm. Now, I'll I'll give you a hint. They are in an NRL top 30 squad. They are not eligible for state of origin, but they are an international representative or former international representative player. Okay. Mm. Can, can you give us a year? Uh, it has been... Okay. It was in 2018. I'll give you that. Mm. Far out. Mm. Who could it be? Who could it be? 2018. They were definitely uh, a young... Oh, it's Titans, isn't it? They were definitely a uh, towards the the prime of their career at that point. Uh, maybe not so much anymore. Um, oh, man, i got no idea. Um, Lordy's in? Oh, no. Lordy's in? Oh, God, this is going to be a complete guess. Uh, so 10 missed tackles for a bloody winger ten or missed ta- 10 missed tackles. And it's wing or centre, you said? They play wing, centre or fullback. Or fullback, okay. Yeah, in, um, that, in that specific game. Right, okay. Oh, I'm going to say... Oh, they're not playing Origin. Oh. Um, are are they playing Origin or not playing Origin? He's not eligible for State of Origin. Oh, damn, snap. Hold I'll on. Let, I'll let you redo oh. that. So not, they are not eligible for state of origin, but they are a former or current international representative level player. 
Oh, wow. That's enormous. Okay. Linebacker. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Former international. Former or current international representative player. Okay, hold on. Let me change my answer then. I'm just checking to make sure they actually did play. Surely did. Maybe if I maybe I've led you astray here. No, <laughs> no, no. No, we're good. No, we're good. He definitely is an international player. Okay. A, prop, a proper one too. A proper one. A proper one. <laughs> Have we got answers in yet? Yeah. Uh, Lord is in with Dullin Watini Zelizniak. And Ryan says, Isan Masters. The correct answer is Petahiku. Oh. 2018 versus Rabbitohs, playing center. So Ryan gets up five points to four. Well done. Congratulations, Stress, Ryan. Mate. Good job. Thank Queensland you. spirit. I always knew back. the Queenslanders were going to make a late charge. <laughs> we always come back and uh, get over the top in the end, mate. Matt, always away. Now, for a bonus question, Ryan. I'm going to ask you a question about one of your favorite players, Cameron McInnes. Okay. All right. I found this researching. I didn't couldn't fit it into the quiz, but Cameron McInnes holds a record for most points scored while simultaneously having zero run meters gained in that game. How many points did he score? Ooh. Um, I'm assuming it would have been just all tackles then. <laughs> a lot of tackles. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> um, I'll say 65. A 59 Ooh. with 66 tackles and zero run meters. Wow. Yeah, fun fact for the day. Anyway, I think that'll do us. Lordy, thank you for joining us, mate. Thank uh, you very much. Sorry, sorry about uh, not winning the quiz, but I'll be honest, I wasn't expecting much from a New South Wales supporter anyway. So, <laughs> oh, mate, whack. I really appreciate that. Thank you so yeah, much. But, that's all right. you know, I always spend a lot of time looking through all the people who miss tackles in games. So, yeah, I'm really I'm... <laughs> I, I had my interns, uh, or I should say our interns, looking up answers to questions because uh, there was obviously a bit of research that went into it. But it was a little bit of fun looking it up. I found a lot of fun facts out. So. I, I'm just disappointed there was no Russell Packer there. Yeah, well, you know, he's got to actually play games for him to be named in the quizzes, I think. <laughs> no, <laughs> no questions about he he's top you, you don't get any points for taking a piss on the sideline mid-game. <laughs> All right, uh, that'll just about <laughs> that'll do us for tonight. So thank you very much for tuning in. And um, maybe if we're lucky next week, Ryan will come up with a quiz for me and we can get somebody on to try and redeem the Blues if uh, if uh, we manage to find any Blues fans. Obviously, I know they're all going to be really disappointed with Lordy and probably uh, probably hanging their heads in shame. Oh, mate, next week we're going to talk about our bloody pods. We didn't even get to that bit. The pods? Oh, the pods. Nah. We're already pretty long. Yeah, no, we're pretty long. We'll come back to it. Do it round 15 when there's it's nothing going on. anymore. The, the, the pot of perfection is over in the Super League tearing it up. <laughs> Who, James Maloney? No, oh, not James Maloney. Jackson Hastings, <laughs> mate. Jackson Hastings. He's coming in for a late charge. Do you remember him when he first came in? And he was yeah, like, he's an awesome cash cow, wasn't he? Yeah, he was an unreal cash cow. And there was Jaden Nicarima was in the same team and he played like two oh, games right. and then was a red dot. 
Oh yeah, God. Do you want to know who my uh, my favorite pod of all time that I reckon? Oh that, you yeah, know, we were talking about it, and I I never actually asked you who was it. And my favorite pod of all time that I don't think anyone else has ever owned was 2017. I owned Peter Wallace when he was playing at hooker. Oh yes. He was, he was an 80 minute hooker and he averaged about 50 in like the back half of the year. And yeah, he was my absolute favorite pot of all time. He was, he, I bought him as an 18th man and he ended up playing in, as 18th man usually do. They end up playing in your team most weeks at the end of the year when there's a million red dots. But yeah, so I had the, I had the, uh, the ginger nut with uh, no knees, Peter Wallace. Was that when he was playing with no ACL or no something? ACL. Yeah, yeah, yeah he had no, no ACLs. Yeah, unreal. Mate, they don't breed him like that anymore. They get a See, that's his. Uh, that's inspiration for you and Rob. That's inspiration with you and Rob, but with no ACLs. Yeah, mate. Well, that's what I'm playing on. I'm playing through the podcast with my no knee. I'm, I'm getting around doing my stuff. Rob got his fixed up. It's, you know, it's artificial. I like to keep it natural. You know, I'm, obviously my body didn't want me to have a knee, so I don't have one anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much for joining us, Lordy, and we'll uh, no doubt have you back on again sometime. Take care. Love you guys.